The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his apostles, Beware of men. They will hand out over to Sanhedrins and scourge you in their synagogues. You will be dragged before governors and kings for my sake, to bear witness before them and the pagans. But when they hand you over, do not worry about how to speak or what to say. What you are to say will be given to you when the time comes, because it is not you who will be speaking. The Spirit of your Father will be speaking in you. Brother will betray brother to death. And the father is child. Children will rise against their parents and have them put to death. You will be hated by all men on account of my name. But the man who stands firm to the end will be saved. The Gospel of the Lord. Today we celebrate St. Stephen. He is the first witness, martyr is witness, to give his life for Jesus. And we have, with the act of the apostles, exactly what happened. And the gospel reminds us that as Christians, we must always be ready to testify, even to our life. He is your patron saint of the altar boys and girls. What a great saint. What a great example. Just after Christmas. After the coming of the Lord in our earth. But why him? That's a question I ask to myself. don't know if in your heart of hearts you have asked it to yourself. Okay, I've got St. Stephen, but why? as altar boy and girl. Maybe because he is one of the first deacons. You know the deacons that were instituted in the early church. It's the church that decided to have deacons and the deacons are ordained. They decided that because they wanted the priest to be totally given to the word of God and to the Eucharist. And so the deacon would be near the priest, very close to him, and would represent Jesus serving. Because Jesus is the best servant you can have. Because he's full of love. Full of love of his father. And St. Stephen was one of the first and it seems to me that 
you, he, he was chosen as your patron saint because of that. Because you are servant. You are to the service of the Lord in a very special way. In the sanctuary. Which is the most sacred part of the church. You are servant of God in the liturgy. You are servant also because you are servant of God of the congregation of all those that come to take part in the service of the Lord. You express by your gestures which are ritualized so that they are more you can get into it collectively. Those gestures express the adoration of God. And it is so important. You see the cross? It's like this. Alright? Well, you have the vertical aspect of the cross. You have the vertical part of the liturgy. Which is the service of God. Otherwise, all that we do would have no meaning at all. And as servants, you express that in a very special way in the sanctuary. Now, when you express that, where does it come from? At first you were told to do this and that, all right. But then you started to understand what it means. And then you started to understand that this comes from the inside. That this comes from your own prayer. And very often I tell you, the first thing I ask of the servants is their prayer. Why is that so? Otherwise it would be theater. It is not. Because it comes from the inside. And that nobody can tell you. It's your own prayer. As a priest, I'm often impressed when I hear you pray. When you say our Father with me and not keep your mouth shut. When I can see that each moment where you are a little bit by your own, you pray from the inside and you try to serve as best as possible your God, your King, which is also my God, my King. And being very close to the priest, and I'm sure Brother Philip Thomas would agree with me, he's been on the two sides. An advantage I don't have. He's been an altar boy in the guild of St. Stephen. And he still is, in many ways. The spirit of it, but to full accomplishment. Well, you help a lot, the, the priest, to remember. He knows it, of course. But sometimes there is a little noise at the back of the church, 
or there is something which distracts him a little bit and you are there and immediately focus on the mystery of the Eucharist and you are such a help and I'm sure that when the priest preach and try as he can with all his drawbacks to give the word of God to the people that are there you are praying for him Holy Spirit, help him, despite all his drawbacks, that something of the word of God may reach those that are there, in their faith, in their hope, in their heart of hearts. That's your first mission. It is to serve God, a great spiritual cardinal, Swiss, Cardinal Journey would say, each time I celebrate Mass, I go to the Golgotha, to the Holy Cross, which is the mystery we celebrate in the Eucharist. Jesus is going to be present on the appearance of the bread and wine, but it's through the mystery of the cross and the resurrection, which is expressed just after you see, the anamnesis. It's not, uh, oh, we are joyful and so forth. No, 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 no. It's the mystery of it. Which is to proclaim the death and the resurrection of Christ until he comes again. It is that the meaning. It is not an exaltation of our joy. It's a proclamation of the mystery of it in his Christmas, which we live in the consecration. The second part of your ministry, because it is one, that's why there are vows, is to be also servant of the people. But you do it because you're servant of God. That's what they are asking you to be. And that you do collectively by the service you give. Each one with a different service. In a diversity that is unified by the liturgy. Which is by the church. You are servant of the church. And that is very beautifully expressed by the guild which was founded at the time of a Pope who is a saint and who had such a sense of liturgy because he had been a parish priest himself, Pius X. That's when the guild was founded. And the guild depends from Westminster, the cathedral, Catholic cathedral of Westminster, to express the universal aspect of the church which you are part from and the vows you're going to pronounce are in that in that sense in that meaning this you will do so much better exactly like I said servant of God first your prayer servant of the people first your charity 
you have to love one another and it must be seen. At the start of the church, Tertullian, in northern Africa, said that the Christians were recognized by pagans that said, how much do they love one another? You are part of a family. You are part, and you see the, the links you have between you will extend to all the congregation. And when we go out of this church, it must be seen. Just a little, very short story to exemplify that, which I've said to some of you, but it doesn't mind. I remember it once more. It was in the States, at a university. And this university, in the evening at 10 o'clock, there was a mass, rather short, because there were students. They had to study with the Jesuit priest. And once the head of the university came by and he said, Who are you? You are so joyful. It was the end of Mass. And all the young people, there were about 40, were full of joy and greeting one another as friends do, as brothers do. And he was touched by just seeing them. That fraternal charity we must see. And for that, there is no clue but to love one another, as Jesus told us. It is the gift of the Eucharist. It's to love one another despite our differences, and the poor come first. So, in the vows you're going to pronounce in a very short while, remember that. Don't start with the others, that's too easy. Start with yourself. And if you do that, maybe that in the congregation somebody has walked inside the church not knowing what it was, called soul, and he will convert and become Paul, the apostle of the Gentiles. Let us ask this with the help of Mary, Amen.